We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Bay. With me as always, Jack Manuel. And Jack, we got some pretty big news today. Happy 30th birthday, Kai. And he got a pretty nice birthday present. We're going to jump to that and plenty more. Make sure you check the buzz on all streaming platforms. Jack, tell the people what happened. Nick, Kyrie is back. The New York are going to be changing the private sector mandate, which will allow unvaccinated athletes to play, which means that... Uh, and, and shout out to our guy... Shane, who on the last podcast that we did with him, alluded to this pretty strongly. He's like, I expect it to happen because of the nature of what's going to happen with the Mets and the Yankees. And that man spoke it into, into existence. Uh, incredibly smart lads, Shane. Check out the Nets Man Up podcast. But it was elation from me because it was it was weird how the sort of the sequence of events. It was like Woj gave you a little tidbit and he's like, article soon. And then there was like Politico and then Shams, who is just continuing to body Woj of late. He dropped the the massive bomb, and then it was confirmed by many other sources as well. And we now have Kyrie Irving. I'm going to be able to see him uh, in a couple of couple couple of weeks' time, Nick. And I'm sure that many many a fan, including Kyrie himself, uh, are elated at this news. Yeah, I mean, this is really exciting, and this was kind of that big question mark going into the rest of the season and going to the postseason because you know a month ago we were kind of given the idea that this was going to happen in March and then all of a sudden Eric Adams had come out and kind of been aggressive in the other direction and then next thing you know we got the news today kind of almost out of nowhere you know I think um, Boomer Esiason of the fan uh, mentioned it earlier this week and you know no one really took it serious because he's not necessarily the the most credible reporter, but you know, it dropped, it happened. And like you said, you know, soon as we found out the Yankees and Mets weren't going to be able to play their opening days, I think April 7th, like it was always going to force the pressure. There's just too much with the New York Yankees in New York city for it not to be a thing. So I can't say I'm super surprised. I think I'm more surprised about the timing. I thought it was going to drag out right up until the playoffs. I mean, literally, we've tried to avoid speaking on every little thing that sort of Eric Adams says. But Eric Adams, like earlier in the day, yeah. like Nick, Nick Friedel was sort of doing his reporting. It was weird. It sort of reminded me of the James Harden trade where it was Windy and Woj sort of going at it with conflicting reports. Nick Friedel, I think earlier in the day, was sort of saying, you know, the the mayor and, and the mayor's office is stuck in uh, as, well as, as much as Kyrie Irving is stuck in in, in his convictions. And then obviously... 
you know we we get what happens you know that 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 ensues so it's you believe what you believe until this was a, an eventuality but at the same time there was a sense of anxiety about when is it going to happen is it going to happen by the time that that the nets need Kyrie to be at home because if the nets get that 7th seed which we or even a 6th seed which we uh, you know hopefully avoid the plan but if the nets get the 7th seed and they verse whoever else you know not having Kyrie Irving there for that game or uh, having to verse you know the raptors or or whatever away from home there's just a lot of different ramifications of if Kyrie Irving was unavailable. And yeah, I mean, we need to probably preface this by saying, Nick and I, again, we are pro-vaccine. We are both got all the shots that you can are available. But at the same time, given the circumstances and where the rules do stand, we want our boy Kyrie to be back playing. And the fact that he is, you know, for selfish reasons, I mean, excited to see hopefully him and KD hoop against the Indiana Pacers will be the first game that I'll be able to see that final regular season game. You know, for selfish reasons, Nick, I'm, 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 I'm giddy. I'm Josh giddy about the fact that um, we that I'm going to be able to hopefully see that the Nets need that win, need all the wins that they can get. You know, check out the game uh, Nick um, and I did on, on the Memphis Grizzlies game. But focusing on this, this is just great news for, for Kyrie, for the team, for the Nets overall, and for their hopeful championship aspirations. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it from multiple layers. You know, one, the Nets need to win as many games possible. Two, like you said, Jack, either get the play-in spot, get the six seed, whatever it is. You know, the Hornets, the Hawks are not far behind. So you want to have, you know, one of your best players on the floor as much as you can. And a lot of the games to end the season are either away and then they also, I mean, are at home. And then they also have one away against the Knicks. So it was crucial. And then you want to have the chemistry and just an idea of the rotation and guys that work well together. And 10 games isn't great, but it's better than nothing. And also there's now the possibility of Ben Simmons returning and then Kyrie would be able to play with him because the last four games of the season are all in New York. So let's say Ben does come back for the last four. Kyrie has a chance to play with him. And like you said, if you end up in a do or die game, either, you know, the first round of the plan because you get the seventh seed, or let's say you hypothetically, they lose to the Raptors. They have to come back home and face the Hawks or the Hornets. You definitely want to have Kyrie. And that's a huge factor in the confidence in what you have in the Nets reaching the postseason and not just the play in. And the thing about Nets fans is that Kyrie Irving is such a driving factor to this Nets fan base. And he's obviously, and he's a Nets fan. He's born and bred. There is, you know, as much as Kevin Durant is by far the best player on, on the team and in the world right now, Kyrie Irving might be a bigger fan favorite. He will draw those eyes to the clays. He'll bring the vibe. And obviously the crowds have been great even without him. But adding that extra element of watching Kyrie Irving live alongside Kevin Durant, the sort of, you know, his family hopefully will be there courtside as well. There's just something extra to it, Nick. You know, it's hard to quantify. It's hard to, you know, obviously verbalize in, in some ways as well. But Kyrie Irving's presence alone is going to be, you know, incredible. You know, I've, I've spoken about like stats of, of him and Kevin Durant when they're out on the floor together. It's like 127, 128 offensive rating. It is ridiculous when those guys are together out there. And yeah, they might have lost the, tonight's game against the Grizzlies, but the offense wasn't having any issues because those guys are just incredible. It eases the load off Kevin Durant now, yep. which we've been worrying about a little bit. You know, those extra doubles that are going to be thrown his way. Well, in clutch time, if you're going to double Kevin Durant, are you going to leave a wide open shot for Kyrie Irving? I think not. In a weird way, I'd probably rather double Kyrie and than KD only because on the kickout passes, I think Kyrie's a better catch and shoot player than Kevin Durant right now. I mean, Kevin Durant's obviously much better at just making an array of shots given his size, but it just for that little wrinkle I wanted to give out there. But I think that the 
the reverberating effects, you know, when we've spoken about with so many other different guests on the podcast, Nick, about what is the biggest issue for the Nets? It's availability. And yeah, yep. the Nets still don't have Seth Curry and LaMarcus Aldridge and Joe Harris and, and so many other guys, but the most important part of the availability was Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and like you said, you know, you have Kyrie, you have KD, that gives you a chance to win any game. But like you also alluded to, Jack, it eases the load off Kevin Durant, and now you have to think twice about doubling him every single possession, like we saw, you know, in numerous games this past week at home without Kyrie Irving. Now you have to deal with Kyrie on the court. And like you said, off the catch, not only is he a great catch and shoot player, but his quickness and able to kind of capitalize on those gaps provided when you're kind of getting the ball off the catch rather than, you know, in an ISO situation. And I think also it's going to alleviate the pressure off a lot of guys in this team. It's also going to alleviate the guard minutes for the other guys. Hopefully your guy, Patty Mills, can get a rest because obviously it's much needed. And then even just like Seth Curry dealing with ankle soreness, Goran Dragic dealing with knee soreness and being old. Like those guys could use some uh, minute load ease. Yeah, and I think that just his – because Kyrie Irving, and he's fresh, Nick. He's super fresh, and we've seen – the level of basketball that he's playing this season is as great wow. as he's ever played. And you can make a credible argument that it might be the best that he's ever played. At age 30, his conditioning is on point. He's quick. He's bursty. He's strong. That's one thing that I always want to point out. His strength to finish through contact, to, uh, to really want to get that contact. Um, he's aggressive. You know, in a transition, he looks amazing. You know, when he's engaged on defense, he's an absolute pest. So there's just having Kyrie Irving now to attack the rest of this the full gusto that the Nets will require to hopefully get out of that playing tournament. There is a chance. Obviously, it makes it a bit tougher after that Memphis Grizzlies loss. But you've got the Miami Heat, which is going to be a big game as well. And or, thankfully, there aren't, you know, I, I think ultimately, Nick, it's just we want to avoid the Toronto Raptors. You know, we yeah. want to avoid them in a plane and, you know, pray well, yeah, at least clear. avoid them on the road. Exactly. You know, at home, you know, the Toronto Raptors are fine. But it's a, you'd lose Kyrie Irving. Unless, obviously, their circumstances change, which we'll probably discuss at some point uh, in the future if it if it were to happen. But ultimately, the main thing that matters, Nick, is that Kyrie Irving is back now. And I think before, maybe you, you throw in a few extra thoughts there, but I want to discuss the schedule. I did a bit of a schedule thing with the Nets Kingdom guys, but I want to revisit it because it's, it's super duper important this regular season. And I want to just discuss, you know, the wins and losses that you think or we, that we think the Nets could get in this final stretch to hopefully acquire a sixth, if not a seventh seed. Yeah, let's do it, Jack. All right, so we'll get straight into it. The Heat versus the Nets. Now, if Jimmy Butler, if, if Udonis Haslam hasn't like ordered a hit on Jimmy Butler, uh, Nick and I know what's going on there. Check out Twitter, guys, because there's some stuff going on in Miami right now. But Heat v. Nets at Miami. I'm giving the Nets this one. I think they need to get revenge against Miami. They lost to them the last two times, both in close games. Obviously, the the blown lead at home, missing the stars for Miami. That was that was a rough one. And then also tonight, I fe- think they feel some type of way not winning this game. And you rest, you know, you give Seth Curry and Goran Dragic tonight off, dealing with their injuries. Now they have you know four days in a row of no games. They should be good to go for that one. So give me the Nets over the Heat. What about you, Jack? I'd probably stick with you on that. Dragic against his former team. Hopefully he's okay. Seth Curry and Andre Drummond should have played their first games against the Miami yep. Heat. We know what sort of happened there, so that's a, a bit of an extra wrinkle. I'll stick with you, mate. I'm keeping record. For those that can't, obviously no one can see, but Nick can see that I'm writing this down as we speak. So we've got one win, zero losses so far. Uh, Hornets at home. 
Give me the Nets in this one. I mean, Kyrie's first game at home, you talked about it. He provides that extra level of energy and his razzle-dazzle. Like, as good as Kevin Durant is, a lot of it is just, I'm better than you. I'm just going to go to my normal stuff. You know, we saw a couple of the moves against the Grizzlies that were, you know, a little extra. But usually it's just kind of his typical thing. Well, Kyrie, he always adds that spark. And I think Barclays is just going to go off on Sunday when he returns. Yeah, I think Nets fans will be horny for Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Maybe too much, to be honest. Hornets, Hornets. Yeah, look at this. The, the kids are outside. Nick, I can, I can be a bit more, you know, PG, PG slash more explicit. Uh, Pistons. Give me the Nets here. Three and zero. The Bucks. This is probably yeah. the one that's. You got to answer this one first. <laughs> All right, I am probably going to give it to the Bucks because I'm ultimately more conservative when it comes to the to the win loss record. But there is an extra element to this Bucks team that the Nets have the wood on them in so many different respects in terms of a psychological factor I think the Nets might have that little edge on them because the last time Kyrie Irving was going up against the Milwaukee Bucks Giannis was recklessly closing him out he was crossing him up like no one else's business you know that last I'm sorry that was in the last year's postseason uh, so important games but in the the last game, the, one of the best games that the Nets have played this year, you know, you got James Johnson, Andre Drummond doing their sort of thing. So the Bucks will probably be wanting to to bounce back. This is a really really tough one. You know, former Net Brook Lopez is back in action too, but their defense has been lacking a little bit. I think Drew Holiday is going to be locked in on Kyrie. You can probably throw a, I don't know if you can get, throw Giannis at KD because that's the extra thing. I, I think throw Middleton to be honest. And I think I think that's where the Nets can gain an edge. I think KD is likely to cook in this matchup because Giannis is always the free Roma on defense and and, and that sort of thing. So I think it'll be a close one. I'm going to go Bucks, but I'm pretty sure you might be arguing against me. Yeah, I'm going to go Nets. Uh, funny enough, Jack, the last time Kyrie Irving played at home was Game Two against the Milwaukee Bucks, in which I was at the game and the Nets blew them out and they cooked them. And this is a game that was over pretty much by the end of the second quarter. So. I think, like you said, there's going to be some extra energy. It's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be highly competitive. Give me the Nets. I think this is this will be a signature win for them entering the postseason. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. If the Nets get this win, they they stretch is going to be... They really need to get the win. Like I think it's important for them to gain this level of confidence. Obviously, we know the confidence of KD and Kyrie, but this is a momentum-building win. Obviously, the last one against the Jazz at home was huge. And I think you want to set the tone at home because they were so bad at home for the pre-All-Star break, pre-trade deadline. If they can end at home, at least on a hot streak, I think that will give them some momentum in the postseason because of having Kyrie back. It's like adding this different level of energy that's been missing all year, and now you're getting it potentially at the highest level. And it's almost like a buildup. Like, yeah, it's Kyrie should have got vaccinated. He should have been playing earlier, but the fans have been waiting for him, and he's finally returning, and it's been this long wait. So it's like this buildup over the course of the rest of the season could be big at Barclays. Yeah, I think there'll, there'll be plenty of superstars there in action. I, I wish that my school holidays were a little bit earlier. I could have got there for this. I would have spent any amount of money to be at that game because you you just know that it's going to be extra. It's going to be. It's going to be. A, it just has a feeling of being a really really good game. But watch watch the Bucks like rest Giannis or something. <laughs> we'll we'll wait and see how it does pan out because you know those sort of teams could be now seeing that. Oh, okay, we want to jockey and and maybe go down to three in the seating. So yeah. maybe they just maybe they decide to do that. We know the Sixers have certainly be doing some uh, activities around that sort of, uh, as well. I'll, so Nick's 4-0, and I'm 3-1. and <laughs> I mean, at this rate, I'm just going to pick them to win out. Uh, I think in reality, I think in reality, they'll lose one of the games. I, I don't know which one it'll be, but I think that they'll be p- pretty close to winning out. Well, yeah, so the f- we don't need to discuss every other game. I'll just go through the rest of the record. It's uh, Hawks away, Rockets at home, Knicks away, so that at MSG, Cavs at home, and then Pacers at home, the game that I'll be there for. So, hit so me up, three guys. of those games are gifts. Like the Rockets are trying to lose at this point. The Knicks are probably trying to lose at this point. The Pacers are 100% trying to lose. We don't even really know what's up with the Cavs by that point in the season. You know, they could be resting if their spots already locked up, or this could literally be a game for either the seventh or the sixth seed. April 8th is going to be a huge game. I'd probably mark that in the Bucks and the Heat game as the three toughest games in the schedule. You know what sucks, Nick? I think you're going to need an extra. You might need to get like Shane or Justin or, or someone or Lucas <laughs> or whoever else on that phone because I'm literally, I think, flying in the air. And I think that there's Wi-Fi on the flight, so I don't know if I'll be able to at least watch the play-by-play or whatever. But that game, I'll certainly be keeping an eye on as soon as I land at LAX. But the danger games for me out of that one, Nick, obviously other than the Bucks one, is that Hawks game. I've always just had this high level of respect for the Hawks, and there's always been you know, really incredible matchups. Trey Young has been playing like an all-NBA caliber player, one of the best players in the league at the point guard position. He's absolutely cooks, and he really lifts for those big matchups. And the Nets have already had some pretty tough matchups them in the past you know even this season alone like you know, as i've mentioned before katie was out there goddamn nuzzling trey young <laughs> you know uh, using his goddamn you know shoulder and head to, to, to itch his own head so that's a, a bit of a danger game as is the Cavs one so look i'll i'll go with one or two losses so in, in saying that so we've got let's take a look one three five seven nine so i'll go eight and one are you gonna go nine and oh are you gonna go seven and uh, i'll go eight and one conservatively seven and two yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go nine and zero conservatively. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Eight and one. <laughs> there we go. That, I love the confidence, mate. You know. And the, well, sometimes... I just think if the Nets are going to do anything, they have to turn it up. I think tonight the Grizzlies are a good team. They shot, you know, fifty percent from three. Obviously, you could check out the full recap on that on the the podcast feed. But you know, I'm not to say that. Oh, you know, today was a game that 
they kind of let the other team win, but the Grizzlies definitely wanted more. They had a hot shooting night, and I think the absence of you know Seth and Gore. And if they do have some type of injury over the course of these next nine games, then yeah, my prediction is going to change. I'm assuming Gorn and Seth are healthy, and we'll have them for majority of these games. And I also think there's a potential Ben Simmons for the last four. Look, I'm I'm not in on that at all, Nick. You know, you know me, my my conservatism, my lack of optimism about you know the man who's got his own mural at Windsor Station down here in Melbourne. I just I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, again, maybe I should listen to you, the man who's actually had a, a serious back injury, a very very similar one to to our guy Ben Simmons. But yeah, look, Steve also I, said he'd be willing to just drop Ben in a playoff series and not even he didn't need a regular season game. Did see that? I actually added it to my notes, so it's probably a discussion point that we'll have to chat about when we get some more time after the, some of the gamers or whatever. But as the standings do currently lie, Nick and this is Christian Winfield have put out a bit of a tweet about it. So the Nets enter tonight, two games behind uh, the number seven Toronto, three games behind uh, the Cleveland, with ten games left, and with Kyrie even cleared for the home game. So the six seed is theirs for the taking. And I'll quickly check Tankathon what the strength of schedule is, you know, come these sort of last 10 games for Toronto and Cleveland as well, just to put it in perspective. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if my prediction is right, which is is not super likely, just given how things don't really bounce the right way for the Nets, I think there's a solid chance they can get the sixth seed, but I don't think it's super likely. I think if you ask me right now, more more so they'd probably end up in seventh, but also Cleveland hasn't really been playing great. The problem is the Raptors have been, but they could you know be a little inconsistent. I think the Raptors and the Cavs also have a game later this week. Yeah, and for the record, the strength of schedule, the Brooklyn Nets have the 28th toughest, so the third easiest schedule. Uh, to put that into context, let me find Cleveland and who's the other team I'm looking for? Cleveland Toronto. have the... Cleveland have the uh, 16th toughest, so sort of middle, middle of the road. The and the Toronto Raptors had the 21st. So theirs isn't too tricky. So it's the Cavs and the Raptors. You know, the the, the Raptors have the verse, the Heat, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Timberwolves, and the Cavs. Or, and the Cleveland Cavaliers have the verse, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Mavs, the Bulls, the Raptors, and the Nets. So a bit of a tougher stretch there. But they do also verse uh, the Magic twice. The Raptors uh, get games against... Houston, Orlando, Indiana, uh, the Hawks, which I think it could actually be a sneaky little tough one, uh, as well as the New York Knicks. So it's anyone's guess. You know, the the, the NBA is as weird and wacky as it's ever been, given you know, what we're discussing right now today as well. But, you know, wins matter. Wins matter more than they ever have. And, we've, yeah. you know, it's it's weird where we stand right now, Nick, because it's just like it doesn't matter where the Nets finish. You know, the regular season doesn't matter. We've sort of had that you know philosophy for a very long time whereas now we need wins we need w's and you know with Kyrie irving there it certainly helps it yeah i think now you want to build that level of momentum you know what i mean you've been talking all year you know Kyrie and kd when they're on the court together will be fine well now we have Kyrie and a majority healthy squad hopefully going into the next game so now it's kind of all right let's see what you guys really got are you this championship level team or not and I think that's going to be a huge factor. And like you said, you love to avoid the play-in, but I think at this point in time, just given that 11-game losing streak, it was always going to be tough to get out of this spot. Yeah, no, it's it was always going to be incredibly tough. And uh, before tonight, Kyrie Irving's uh, stats, you know, I think it was only through 19 games he's played. And obviously tonight, th- these stats will obviously be a little bit elevated. 27.7 points, 5.3 assists, 4.7 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 
a field goal percentage of 49, three-point percentage of 43, as well as 90.1% from the free throw line. So, look, you're adding that guy in for the, these remaining 10 games. You're giving the Nets a pretty good chance of getting that six seed, but at the very least, we want that seven. Yeah, I agree. That way you get the plan at home. And, I mean, obviously you do not want to fall to ninth or tenth. You want to have be in that seven, eight, or six spot and just kind of see what happens. I mean, just throwing out there, the Chicago Bulls have been dropping a lot lately. So potentially another team that could be falling out. I don't know how bad they could potentially crumble. The Nets are, I think, four and a half behind them currently at the moment. But there's only nine games left, so they really, really have to do bad. But, Jack, what are you, what is your prediction for the the final landing spot for the Nets? I'm going to go seven. I think. Yeah. That, I just think that the Raptors and Cavs aren't going to falter that much, or maybe one of them does. And, you know, we were sort of discussed their schedule. It's not that difficult, you know, and they could win some of the games that are winnable. And the Nets could, you know, have an off night like they did against, you know, the, the, the Blazers where they almost went down to them. You know, I just think that the Nets really need to treat every game like it is a playoff game. I have no doubt that they will with the leadership of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and how engaged they are with, with this season and, and making it a meaningful one. But, at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be either tanking to get out of that, you know, second seed or that first seed or whatever, and we'll we'll have to wait and see how it affects our possible first round matchup. But we got to get there first. Yeah, and I think that could even impact, you know, the Cavs and the Raptors. You mentioned some of those matchups against, you know, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat, all potential rest nights. You know, they could rest against them just because they want to, you know, put one team in one spot or whatever it might be. So just something to think about. Any other thoughts, Jack, on the Kyrie stuff? It's just a, a general feeling of excitement, Nick. A general feeling of, of, of happiness to have this guy back hooping. It's it's great for, for, for Nets fans and for NBA fans everywhere just to see this guy strut his stuff. Uh, there are a few guys that can do what Kai does, and I'm going to be able to see it in person. We're going to be able to watch it for the next 10 games and hopefully beyond. Uh, let's get it. Yeah, we'll really get to see what this team can be, like I keep alluding to in the show. Are they a championship-level team? Can they hit this full level? So it's going to be really interesting. Jack, do you think it's almost a blessing in disguise that Kyrie has missed so much time this season and he's going so fresh into this final stretch and into the postseason? Look, I think that there is a certain argument for that because Kyrie Irving is generally an injury-prone player. You know, last season, you know, there was just the elements of, you know, I, I think that you can put last season in terms of his unavailability. You know, we, we've spoken about that a little bit, but Kyrie Irving in general, if Kyrie Irving is fresh, fit, and firing, that it is a, a he is as talented, as productive, and as lethal as any individual player in the NBA. That's not me being hyperbolic in any stretch. If you got a one-game scenario and you got Kyrie Irving healthy, that you might pick him as one of the players to go out there. You know, if you've got one shot, you know, it's probably Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that you want taking that shot. If it's a one-game scenario, it's like these guys, LeBron James. They're the three names that stick out to me immediately as being just absolutely lethal offensive forces. And, and I'm gonna, again, I'm going to shout out Kyrie Irving's defense when he's been engaged and he's got the right matchup on him. You know, he's looked pretty good there as well. He's And I think he's using, you know, he looks as athletic, as 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 quick uh, in, 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 in so many different ways on both ends of the floor, which is, again, the guys in their 30s, as Kyrie Irving now is and Kevin Durant is, it's a, it, it could be a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways, Nick. Um, ultimately, we would have rather have had Kyrie Irving. He would have been vaccinated and the Nets might not even be in this scenario in the first place. But at, 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 as, pre, as is we are present, you've got to look at the, the scenario as a, a blessing in disguise and, and maybe a glass half full scenario because Kyrie Irving might have got himself injured in, in some of those games and might not have been available for the players because he's just, again, he is an injury-prone player, whether it's you know ankles and knees. He's had surgeries and that sort of thing. But 
as he look Kevin Durant's falling on the ground a bit too often for my liking uh, also but the way that Kai is you know we've got him for a, a really small stretch now where it's hopefully 10 games and maybe another 16 hopefully um, in terms of the, the wins that we do need that sort of stretch of basketball where you've got a fresh fit and fight he's one of the freshest superstars in the league he doesn't have the the loads, he doesn't need to have the massages and, and the bars and the ice bars and all those sort of things. He should be as fresh as any other superstar in the NBA. Maybe that's a little bit of a tick to the nest. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and I think also it helps that he's a guy that's been pretty much hitting on all cylinders since he's come back. You know what I mean? He's been playing at such a high level, and I think there's a fair argument that he's he's peaking right now, and you could even argue peaking on a career perspective just how well he's playing. It's just all elements are working, and that three-point shot has been hot. It's been really hot, and it hopefully it continues over this last you know stretch of the season and into the postseason. But I think it could end up be really beneficial just because, like you said, Jack, yeah, he wasn't available for most of the season, but he's going to be available when it counts the most, and that's what really counts at the end of the day when you're trying to win a championship. But any final thoughts we got out of here, Jack? Can't wait to see my boy Kai in action. And as a 30-year-old as well, Nick, as a fellow <laughs> man in his 30s, he's aging like fine wine, as is KD. Yeah, it really is. So like you said, Jack, super exciting. And it's cool to just finally get to this spot that we've been waiting for. And it felt like it wasn't going to happen. And this whole era of Katie and Kyrie was just going to have this one, you know, red flag over it for this portion. But things are starting to look good for the Nets. Hopefully it pays off. They execute. They get these wins, get into a good position. But as always, Jack, always fun talking Nets with you. And big thanks to everybody for listening. Check the buzz on all streaming platforms. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.